Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you. Come on in, pull up a chair, pull up a couch, pull up something, but let's gather around the mobile device. Let's gather around the 80-inch screen. Let's gather around the 55-inch screens. All screens are welcome, regardless of size. It's the content that's streaming that is what is important. So we welcome you. God bless you guys for being here. You can see I'm back in the church streaming from our World Broadcast Center in Old Town Temecula. And all of our platforms, as far as streaming, are up and running. So we're glad that you're here. Got some great things to tell you. Then I'm going to get into my lesson, uh, my series of A Balanced Life, Three Steps to a Balanced Life. And so I'm going to give us just a couple of moments if people are just scrambling and getting to their mobile device, their screens logging in. We are going to see that. I can see you here. So those of you that are on, God bless you. Sandy, Cisneros uh, are here. We welcome you. David Moore and Gidget. Those of you that logged on earlier, I, my wife, Sister Tarina, Sister Stephanie Silva, uh, several of you. So God bless you guys. I can see you. I can watch the thread so we welcome you. We're doing church a little different. You know, as of Monday, the governor put down some more orders, listing churches as one of several, I'm going to call them businesses, that's probably what they look to them as, with congregating of people. So we're kind of back to uh, streaming for now. Uh, we are going to stream in July and all the way through August on the midweek for sure. So that's already kind of on our calendar Brother Philip, welcome. Brother Tony Brago, I see you coming in, sir. God bless you. Sister Irma, come on in, gather in, gather around. Sister Amber Million, we welcome you too. God bless the millions. Uh, a million thanks to the millions. Hallelujah. So, amen. I hope you've had a great day. We're kind of at the midpoint of our week. So if you're kind of working the Monday through Friday, secular environment, which I did for a long time, I came out of that environment. Uh, I get it. So the weekends are valuable, and you try to protect them, and you look forward to the weekends. But today's the middle of the day, the hump day, and it's kind of downhill from here as we coast into the weekend. So I remember when I was doing the commute, when I was working long hours at the print shop. I owned a print shop in National City for 17 years, and then the Lord uh, saw fit to send me other places, and so we moved to Temecula. But I remember the 40, well, it wouldn't be 40, it'd be 50, 60 hour a week, hours of week working and then go to church, at my home church. We're tired, but you just, you got the family together, you made it work, you just kind of, this is what we do. And I always went to work tired on Thursday mornings, and I always went to work tired on Monday mornings. My whole life, back in the day, we used to have... Uh, Sunday night church, my home church, of course, they may still do it now, I'm not sure, but uh, my whole life I was uh, at church Sunday night. Grandma Rosie to the Perez's, God bless you guys, come on in, welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, let me give it maybe one more minute and then I will start. I have some announcements, a few things I want to share with you that's important to me, uh, and then we will um, get into my lesson tonight yeah, of... A balanced life. So again, God bless you guys. Brother Fernando, God bless you, sir. Good to see you tuning in with us here. I see you there. And all of those that have logged on at the beginning of the 
broadcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, let me go over a couple things uh, with you. Number one, you should have received an email. Uh, it's going to be blasted on social media, our social media team, Sister Stephanie and her crew that does all the design work. They're going to just blitz out that this coming Sunday we are in a streaming mode. As you know, the governor said on Monday, no in-person uh, he didn't say worship, but gatherings, I guess, indoor gatherings. And he listed out, I don't remember, four, five, six things, nail salons, barbershops, um, fitness centers, churches, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to be streaming uh, live on Sunday from our platforms, and that's going to be at 9.15 only. So that the, the live feed will be 9.15 only. We're trying to, those that help me with this, trying to simplify our life. Uh, but you could always restream it after that, of course. Um, hey, Brother Mark Coleman, God bless you. Daisy Prado, uh, Sister Maria, welcome, you guys. You could always rebroadcast Facebook. Uh, the thing about technology, once we stream at the 915 service, one of the guys, Brother Philip, he has to kind of turn the service and upload it to YouTube and Vimeo. So with technology, it's not able to be done on the spot. So Later on, on Sunday, Vimeo and our YouTube channel will have the service. You could watch it, but if you wanted to watch it after we stop broadcasting, immediately, as always, immediately, is Facebook. So we're coming to you uh, live on Sunday morning. It's not pre-recorded. It's going to be live at 9.15, and our, our team will help me. So that's that. What I want you to do, we were slated for revival with Brother Tim, Tim Green, the evangelist. He works in the prophetic. He's been with us the last couple of years, and we have secured him for August the 16th. Well, with what happened with the state of California on Monday and the governor's uh, announcement, I reached out to Brother Tim Green, and I just felt in my spirit as a pastor, we need a revival. I preached that on Sunday. We need a move. We need to be revived. We need a fresh anointing. We need fresh fire to flow. We need fresh oil. We need the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow through our minds and hearts so that we can feel a fresh anointing from God. And so I, I was on the phone with Brother Tim Green. He lives in Atlanta, ATL. And so what we're going to do, I want you to listen to me, maybe make a note, and we'll, we'll broadcast it so you don't have to memorize all this. But an email will go out, social media, Sister Stephanie will help us blitz it. But... I've asked Brother Tim Green, because of the COVID, not knowing if we're going to be back up and running in in-person services on August the 16th, and I didn't want to take a chance on missing his ministry. I felt very moved in my spirit that we need a prophetic word from the Lord. In the five-fold ministry, Ephesians 4.11 talks about pastors, prophets, uh, apostles, evangelists. I am, at this point in my life, a pastor in the five-fold ministry. At some point, I'm sure my ministry will shift into another dimension with this church. But right now, I am leading as a pastor, and Brother Tim Green is an evangelist. I'm going to say a prophet. He moves and he speaks in the prophetic, and I feel that if we're going to be well-rounded, that we need to bring a prophet in to speak a prophetic word to this church. And so what he's going to do before each service that we broadcast, he's going to video a prophetic message for us specifically for our church this is not generic this is not something he go, oh brother durance uh, i preached just back in february at a church in texas no him and i spoke i said brother green i want you to go into your prayer closet 
I want you to go into your war on the floor and hear from God for our church specifically. I want a rhema for our church. And then I want you to send us that file and Brother Nolan and our production team and everybody that makes this happen will put it together with our worship with our church. So here's what I want you to know. If you look at your calendar or an advertisement will go out, so it's not, you don't have to write it down. But a week from Sunday is July 26th. We will start revival with Brother Green on July 26th. So he will preach July 26th. He will preach that Wednesday, July 29th. He will preach August the 2nd, and he will preach August the 5th. So what we're going to be is we're going to be in a two-week revival in the prophetic with Brother Tim Green. If you were with us last year or the last two years, you know that the Lord used him to connect to our church. And I think more than ever before, with this COVID spirit running rampant worldwide and people's feelings and view and all these things, that we need a fresh rhema from a prophet, from an apostle, prophetic man of God. And so him and I worked out all the details. So please know, I'm preaching this coming Sunday. Okay, we're streaming live from the sanctuary. It's not in person. It's strictly streaming. Okay, I'm preaching this Sunday. Uh, next Wednesday is the wrap-up of our um, Three Steps to a Balanced Life. And then beginning on the 26th of July, 29th of July, 2nd of August, and 5th of August will be Brother Green, Tim Green, prophetic revival to our church. Again, he will preach the message with technology, send us the file, and by the time we show that message, that message will only be a couple of days old from the time that he broadcasted it, because we've got to upload it. There's a little bit of back work and uh, production work we have to do, so I just want you to know it's going to be fresh, new, and relevant for our church. So I'm very excited about that. We just figured out all the details, and we need a prophetic word, so kudos to uh, technology so we can continue to do this. And so again, I see you logging on there, Sister Henderson, Sister Susan Graham, Jessica Soto. Welcome, Brother Henry, Tony Bragel. God bless you guys. So come on in. Again, you don't have to worry about the dates and write that stuff down. Emails will go out with the, the prophetic revival of two weeks we're going to be in. Again, it's going to be on our church service times. We're not gathering in person. Uh, so we're going to not just put the pause on the prophetic word. We're going to leverage technology and we're going to make it work. So I'm very excited about that. Again, this coming Sunday, no in-person worship. I'm preaching. We'll be streaming live from uh, Old Town Temecula, and we will do what God's called us to do. Okay, so tonight, at this point, we start our three steps to a balanced life. Last week, we talked about the step of home. I won't redo all that. If you missed last week's, please go back and watch it. Tonight, I want to talk to you about a balanced life when it comes to church or the kingdom. Now, let me just preface this on the front end of my message here or my lesson. I know we're in COVID, okay? I know right now things are a little different. Well, what I want you to do, I want you to open the aperture of your mind and zoom out because COVID's not going to be here forever. There's going to be a vaccine. We're going to get back to business. People are going to get back to work. We're going to have in-house worship. Uh, we're going to have in-person worship, and we're going to do all these things. So I'm going to speak to you. So while you are, uh, I'm going to say, safe at home, you can begin to put the building blocks together of how you can live a balanced life with the kingdom 
or with church. So some of my comments tonight, you may say, well, that don't apply because we can't come on Sunday. I know that. But I'm speaking into the future of your relationship, of your balanced life. Again, we're not always going to be in COVID. So I'm not just folding my arms and going to cry and say, ho-hum. I'm still planning. I'm still moving. I'm still desiring to do more and bigger and better things for God. So with that being said, Dwight Moody said this, church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick man. Church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick man, Dwight Moody. What he's saying is that church should be a proper balance in our lives. Church should be one of the areas that we are trying to balance. Again, the steps I talked about last week were about my home. I have to keep my home in balanced. I also, if I'm going to be a well-rounded person, my relationship with God, church, and the kingdom has to be maintained in life. And I can't neglect church. I can't neglect the things of God. I can't neglect the word of God. I can't neglect, hello, the people of God. And so I endeavor, okay? I did a little impromptu live stream on my way to church from my house on my personal Facebook page that we need to make sure that we are working at living balanced lives. I feel that I'm pretty balanced in a lot of areas. I'm just going to hit it right down the middle of the road. I'm not going to swing too far to the left and crash in the medium, and I'm not going to swing too far to the right and jump the guardrail. So as I live my life, as I've trained my kids, as I've raised my children, we've tried to do that with a balanced life. And we made church, number one here, a priority. I'm telling you, my friend, if you want a balanced life, you have to establish that church is a priority for your family. There's things that the church can do and give and minister to your family that you can't get at home. As I've said, I know we're in COVID, but open the aperture of your mind when we hit the reset button back to a normal life. These are some principles you need to start working towards. These are some principles that you need to start balancing and honing in. So the number one principle, the first one at least I want to talk about, is that making church a priority. We've heard it said in Hebrews chapter 10, let us consider one another to provoke into love and to good works, not forsaking the assemblings of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Watch this now, okay? And so much more as you see the day approaching. I'm just telling you, my friend, God is coming quickly. We are in civil unrest in America. We are in utter chaos and God's return is getting closer and closer and closer. And the attack upon people and the attack upon church and the attack upon the liberties that this country was founded upon are coming under great scrutiny. So I say even, how does it say? Even so much more as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching. So this is what I want to tell us tonight. Be careful what events become optional in your family. We're talking about a balanced life, okay? Last week was home. 
Tonight is the kingdom, church, my relationship with the house of God and the people of God. If you're going to live a balanced life, if you're going to train your kids how to live a balanced life, all I'm telling you is a pastor, okay? I've raised two kids. I got one that's 36 and one that's 40. I'm 60 years old. I got a little bit of corn in the crib. And when I look back on my family and the decisions that we did, I think we could say, and my wife would agree, we lived a balanced life and we raised our kids in a balanced environment. Anything out of balance is not good. True statement. You could say, hey, I pray 23 hours a day and I sleep one hour. Out of balance, that's not healthy. What I pray, not biblical. No, you need balance. You have a family, you have a kid, you have a spouse, you have a job. You have, see what I'm saying is I'm talking about a balanced life. So anything could be out of balance. You could come to the church and say, hey, I'm going to work for the church and I'm gone from my house 23 hours a day and I don't have a job and I can't pay my bills. It's just out of balance. And so what I'm saying is too much of one thing is out of balance. So all I'm saying to you, listen to me say it again. Be careful of what events become optional to your family. Is Sunday, and in this case, Wednesday with us, optional to your family okay again you got to process through the grid of we're in COVID I know that so we're not coming to church right now but look at the principle look at the future look at the way that you've raised your kids up until this point here's the perfect thing right now we are in the middle of a pause of our normal routine work commute church grocery store whatever. Now's the time to recalibrate. Parents, I want you to listen to me, okay? Again, I've raised two adult kids. I'm helping raise and influence three grandkids to live balanced lives, to love their family, and to love the house and the things of God. And we got to make sure, you got to get this. Now's the time to make critical mid-course corrections if you realize that you raised your family or the environment of your household where church is an option. I'm just going to tell you right now, even before I was a pastor, ask my kids, church was not an option. When there was church, we were there. Forget being tired. Forget needing to do homework. Church came. We worked before church about it. We worked after church. But we didn't just trample church because why? It wasn't an option. And I'm trying to teach my kids at that time. Thank God they serve God now. They help here at the church in amazing ways. And they help me in the kingdom of God. But I want you to know, that didn't happen by themselves. They didn't just become an adult and say, oh, I think I want to do something for God. Part of that is the relationship with God as an adult. But I want you to know, I groomed that path of a balanced life the whole time they were under my care and lived in my home. And they know that church was never an option. It was a priority. Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. There's a principle there. There's a biblical foundation that I'm going to train my family to live a balanced life. And when I put God first, and I use the grid of what's the will of God, God enables me and spiritual leaders in my life to 
to help me make good, godly, balanced decisions. There's safety in the multitude of counsel. But if we're not careful, we as people can always find an excuse. We can reason it out. And we can justify our actions. This is what I believe. I did a series years ago, and this is what the name of it was. The Best Question Ever. That was the series, The Best Question Ever. And in that series, I still remember, it was four or five years ago, I made this statement that you can talk yourself in or out of anything. We can prove to ourselves why we have to buy this car. We can prove to ourselves why I've got to buy these shoes. My wife can prove and convince herself why she needs this dress when maybe there's dresses in her closet that still have price tags on it. Come on now, am I in the Holy Ghost or in the flesh? But she's convinced herself that she needs that. Okay, I'm, that's not even my point. She can buy whatever she wants. I'm happy for her. We live a blessed life. My point is, we can reason ourselves in and out of whatever we want. So we can find an excuse why we're not putting God first. And in our mind, it makes sense to us because we've developed it in our spirit. Here's what I know. We're never going to argue with ourselves. You know why? Because we're always right. That's why the Bible says that there is safety in the multitude of counsel. Hey, let me be a sounding board of protection. And so if we're going to raise our family up, even if you have no kids, and say, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Single adult, mom, dad, we're empty nesters, my wife and I. There's a bunch of you that are empty nesters. Robletos, savages, grandma and grandpa, of course they're empty nesters. My point is, the house of God is still my priority. Even though I don't have little kids, there's just less people I have to influence right now in my house. It's just my wife and I. It's easy. Actually, my job's pretty easy right now. I'm at a station in life that it's easier than it's ever been. It's just my wife and I, we love God. We're never quitting church. So these things aren't anything we have to rediscuss. But maybe, listen to me, maybe you found yourself pre-pandemic getting a little careless, a little sloppy, a little desensitized with the value of the house of God. Mm. Come on, that's good preaching. Somebody hit me up here. Hallelujah. Brother Tim, I see you. Sister Sharice, I see a bunch of amens on the thread. Welcome into this Bible study. And if you're not careful, the longer you serve God, the more careless you can get because it becomes routine, humdrum. And we forget the importance. Mm. I'm serious, my friend. I know I'm streaming, but I feel an anointing right now in this house. We have to maintain the excitement and the intensity that when God set us free, that we would go to church seven days a week. We would give our time. We'd give our money. We would give our resources. We'd do anything. Why? Because we are pumped up. We came out of darkness and God put our marriage back together. And then the longer we get away from that radical change of life, we start drifting and just kind of putting along. All I'm saying, my friend, if you're doing that, you're not being balanced. Again, go back. We're in a pandemic. I get it. So some of my points may not apply right now today. But how grade yourself, okay? How was your relationship 
in the balance area pre-pandemic in your home and your church. Those are the two things we talked last week. Tonight is church. How was your relationship? Was church, a, if it was convenient, was churches on the punch list? Oh, I got to do this weekend. Let's see. I got to get my car washed. Oh, I need to go by the cleaners, mm, grocery store. I got to go to church. I got to go. Um, I got to go pick up something in San Diego. And then I do these things over the weekend and I may not get to all of them. And church might be one of them. Be careful, okay? Because if you were balanced, if we're completely balanced, I'm going to make sure I weave church in there somehow. Even if I have to jet to San Diego at 7 o'clock Sunday night to run my errand, I'm not going to run my errand on Sunday morning. Why? Because I'm trying to live a balanced life. I think God honors that. I think, that's, I think honestly, can I just be honest with you? That's how you live in the overflow. I think God has blessed us. I think I live in the overflow. But what got me to that point to have sustainable living in the overflow continually is a balanced life. When our kids are small at home, we balanced homework, school projects, sporting events, social activities, birthday parties. Not one time was a birthday party on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. Never. Not one time did I let the kids stay home on Wednesday night to do homework. Never. Why? Because I'm teaching them to be balanced. Hey, kids, get your homework done before or after, but pack it up. we got church tonight. And here's another thing. I'm just going to digress and tell you one of my things that I believe in. Do not punish your kids by taking away church privileges from them. What do you mean, Pastor? Hey, no, you didn't do good in school this week. You can't go to the youth outing. No, I, I, I preach against that. No, you, you, you didn't do right. You can't be with the youth. You can't go to true kids. You're a brat. No, when you strip them and restrict them from the things of God, I think long-term that hurts your child. There are plenty other ways to restrict them, or if you want to use the word punish them, or discipline them. But I'm just saying, out of all the options available, do not use the things of God, the house of God, the activities of God to reprimand your kids by stripping that away from them. I preach again. I don't believe in that. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. Never did that to my kids. There's a lot of other ways you can discipline your kids. And if you run out of ways, get a hold of me. I'll give you some ways to discipline your kids. <laughs> I'm being kind of funny, but I'm just telling you, you need to guard. If you're doing that to your kids, I would say the next youth event, they need to be at it. Well, they didn't get their homework done. Okay, tell them to get off the videos, take their phone away, shut the internet off, whatever. Restrict them on Saturday, but do not restrict them from the things of God. I'm just afraid you're going to regret that later when they have the power and the authority to choose and they choose not the things of God. Come on, somebody, help me. I'm talking from experience. I do have corn in the crib, as the King James Version was said. Okay? Number two, okay, we're talking about a balanced life in church. Support church functions and outings. Okay? Support what we're doing. If I was to call it all church fast, support it. We're going into revival. We talked about that. I'm preaching this coming Sunday. 
Brother Tim Green's going to be working in the prophetic. He's going to record a couple of days before our service, so it's fresh from the altars of heaven. He's going to send the file to Brother Nolan. He's going to tuck it up under our worship, and it's going to be as if he was here in the sanctuary streaming live like I'm doing tonight. My point is, it's a fresh word of rhema off the altar of God. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying support us. Watch that service live those Sundays, okay? What are we doing? We're, we're living a balanced life. I, I don't think that we should be just streaming church now that we can when it's convenient. Now, something comes up. I mean, there's an exception to every rule, okay? So don't get mad at me. There's enough reasons right now people are getting mad at their pastors that aren't even fair. But anyway, that's not my subject. I'm smiling at you. You see that? So don't get mad about that. But to watch the productions live, there's just something about knowing, hey, you're in church when you're supposed to be in church, as opposed to taking the, the attitude, hey, I'll just watch it whenever. I got things to do. I'll watch it in my bed on my iPhone before I fall asleep Tuesday night. I'm not sure you're going to get the best results as God speaks to his church. Okay? Just because you can watch it later because you want to do something when we're broadcasting I don't, I don't think you can convince me that's the best way to live for God during a pandemic. So let me get back to my other one. We've got to support the church activities, true kids. Okay, I just talked about that. Kind of got ahead of myself. God bless you guys. Come on in, Sister Estella. I see you. Sister Sylvia, welcome. God bless you again. Uh, Elevate. You know, in March, we took a giant leap of faith. We brought Brother Nolan on as a full-time student pastor, okay? He works for the church more than 40 hours a week. And in the church world, we'd call it, he gets remuneration for that. What's that big word? He gets paid. Because when I was talking to Nolan, I didn't want him to come out here and have to get a part-time job to supplement his income. Hang on one second here. To supplement his income... And then the secular world gives him his schedule, and then we get the leftovers. So Brother Nolan remembers, we want him to be full. I don't want to be distracted by the secular world. No, I don't want you to go work for nobody except you work for God and the students of this church and the future students. So here's what I'm saying, parents. I want you to support Nolan, our student pastor. He's on staff here. He's on payroll. He works for the church. He's given his life. He served at a Bible college to someday hope God, oh, let some church use me someday so I could help pastor some students. I pray God thee above, listen to me. And God listened to him, and God told me. So he's here. The least we can do is make sure our kids support him by being there. And don't give excuses why your student can't be in a godly environment when he's working 40 hours a week to be creative and study and Zoom and chalk and all that he does and all the cool stuff. I'm telling you, we are sacrificing to make sure he's here so he don't have to work in the secular world. Why? Because I'm talking about living a balanced life. Parents, when it comes to activities, you have the easiest part. You just got to get your student there. Easy. I remember when my kids, and if you have students that drive, it's a no-brainer. 
But if your students aren't driving, I would just say, as we slowly work our way back, and whenever Brother Nolan has something, he communicates, just promise yourself, hey, I'm hitting the reset button, and little Billy and little Susie, bless God, you're not missing one youth outing event activity. If you are not done with something else, something else is going to suffer because I'm going to teach you to live a balanced life. Hmm. I thought I'd get an amen on the feet. Oh, my wife's amen to me. Praise the Lord. Sister Gidget, thank you, thank you. So, I'm glad Nolan's here. I'm happy to sacrifice. That actually is an oxymoron because it feels right, so it's not even a sacrifice. I don't want him working at Starbucks. He's well capable. I don't want him working at Apple. He's well capable. I don't want him being the tech manager at Best Buy. He's well capable. I want him hovering over your students' souls. And then when you don't get them to these holy convocations, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. Please hear me tonight. Little, little kids, true line, or <laughs> true line. We got so many trues. True line, true grind, true vine, true kids. Let me get the right true. True kids, okay? Whenever they have something, Sister Amber, Sister Austin, they work very hard. Right now we're in pause mode, but I'm just saying, okay, normally... So whatever they're doing, even if it's on a Sunday school class, make sure your child isn't late. Because I can assure you, the teachers that are working behind the scenes, they're not late on their studies. We're simply trying to create a balanced life. Give church, youth functions, the same importance and priority as other extracurricular school activities and events. Okay, here's what I find myself pondering at times, okay? Can I just be pastoral and just open my heart here? We normally have an HYC, Holiday Youth Convention, in the, in the winter. Okay, we'll see what happens, but normally, okay? And it is, I don't know, each kid with their, the, the full experience, the hotel, the food, the gas, the, the entry fee, the whatever, whatever, I don't know. Let's say it's 300 bucks, okay? Hey, each kid owes 300 bucks. And how many times have parents, I've heard, Oh, we can't afford it. They can't go, so they miss out. But I see parents in the secular world, and sometimes in our church, spending way more money because you got to buy their cleats, you got to buy their helmets, you got to buy their mitt, you got to buy their baseball. The schools don't have the resources to fund all the sporting events, so you got to bring all your gear. And a lot of that time, it costs way more than a summer camp, a senior camp, and an HYC. But all of a sudden, when it comes to investing in our children to live a balanced life, we can't afford it. I'm just saying, okay? We don't have our kids that long. And HYC is coming up. Who, what happens in December, I don't know. All I'm saying is each kid that's in the youth group, mom and dad, let's just say round numbers, you need to be saving 300 bucks for each of your kids because they need an encounter. It's our responsibility as parents to create environments to get our kids on holy ground because they won't naturally get on that holy ground by themselves. So when you give them a choice for senior camp, youth retreat, youth activities, HYC, those are opportunities to put your kid in a holy environment and pray to God that the Shekinah glory comes down and slays them in the spirit. And year after year after that, by the time they become a grown adult, maybe it's taken and there's been enough potency, 
every year to blow up their little mind that they believe in a God and they believe in what we preach. Okay? If you're mad at me, stay with me. I'm going to get you unmad before I get off this. Our kids are important. Our families are important. Our church is important. We have to live balanced life. Somebody can say amen. God bless you in the feed. Number three, okay? Make an effort to get involved in the work of God. I'm talking about a balanced church, okay, of your life. You need to make an effort. I'm repeating myself, but let me say it again. I know we are in COVID, okay? You can't get involved right now, okay? Quote, unquote, right now. But COVID will go away. We'll conquer this. There'll be a vaccine. It will be business as usual at some point, okay? So when we come back, Brother Gustavo has been tasked by my leadership to get everybody involved. Remember a couple of months ago I preached a great message, because I always think I preach great messages, of the real version of you. Go back on the archives. The real version of me is getting involved in the church, and we, hand, we, we check box all these little, remember those white little cards? And Brother Gustavo Perez has a stack of them, and he was on a mission to get a hold of everybody and get you plugged in. Of course, then COVID came, so his mission is on pause temporarily. But if you're going to live a balanced life with church, you have to contribute. You have to make an effort to be involved. My uncle used to quote this years ago, and it's been said, idle hands are a devil's workshop. Maybe I might, that, I might expand that, uncle. An idle mind is a devil's playground. Or maybe someone's already said that. That sounded, that sounded simple. Surely I couldn't have just made that up. An idle mind, a devil's playground. Idle hands, a devil's workshop. An idle spirit, a devil's carnival. I don't know. We just keep going on, right? My, here's my point is, if I'm going to live a balanced life in my home and my church, I've got to contribute and I have to make a difference. Oh, come on, someone say amen. This is good teaching right here. Yes, Sister Turner, thank you. Each of us were uniquely designed by God with special gifts and abilities. Find that gift, find that ability, and use it for the glory of God. There is a place for you. Why do I say that? Because we have to contribute. Luke chapter 16, the Gospel of Luke, the writer says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Luke 16.10. So if you've got a talent, you've got a skill set, you have a desire, you have a heartbeat, and it's not being leveraged for the glory and the kingdom of God, be careful because God won't trust you with more. That's, that's what the scripture says. Okay? To whom much is given, one writer says, much is required. I feel God has given me much, so I think much is required of me. Actually, it's kind of a badge of honor. I don't think, oh my goodness, God, why'd you give me so much? Why do you require more of me? No, thank you, God. I'm glad you can trust me. I'll bring it back. I'll not hoard it. I'll not hide it. I'll not lock it up. I'll duplicate it 10 times, 20 times. Give me a life. I'll give you back three lives, God. I'm just saying I'm living a balanced life. 
Number four, keep close relationships with the people of God. Balance life. You see, the majority of my friends, all of my close relationships are with the people of God. And I know most everybody works in the secular. Sister Rodlin, God bless you. I'm just looking over here for a minute. Sister Rosetta. Sister Rodlin. There we go. Sister Rose, God bless you. Let me back up here. Number four, keep close relationships with the people of God. Okay? All of my best friends are people of God. All of my dearest friends and closest confidants are, people, are the people of God. That's where the balance is in my life. Bible says in Proverbs 27, that iron sharpeneth iron. I got to make sure that I'm cut out of the same cloth. If I'm going to sharpen and they're going to sharpen me, I don't need someone trying to sharpen me with the world philosophy. No. I'm leaning into the word of God. So look at yourself. Okay, we're talking about a balanced life. We're in a COVID situation, so we're kind of on pause. We're resorting, reevaluating, revising our lives. So when we open the door for post-COVID, we have made all the necessary adjustments to kick this thing into high gear, to help you have a balanced life. So look at your life, and are your closest friends, the majority of them, in or out of the church? Simple question. And whatever the answer is, the goal needs to be those that are in the church because we are the same precious like faith. We have the same goals. We have the same spirit. It's very hard to live for God in a balanced life if the majority of my friends are bringing ungodly influences in my life. People like that struggle. So if your best friends are people that don't subscribe to your way of life in the spirit. I'm not saying get rid of them. Okay? I'm not a mean person. All I'm saying is you need to start working on the relationships that you have in your life, that the people that are high up in your life and your influence are the people in the church. Relationships take work, I know. But don't expect someone else to do it for you. Again, if you're... All your best friends, or the majority of them, are a non-believer. You need to start making some new friends in the kingdom. God brings us to the body of Christ to strengthen and encourage one another. How many times have people told me they're struggling, they can't make it? Well, they not make it. They're just struggling. They don't know if they can make it. And I see in their life that they have no friends in church. Can I be honest with you? That's happened on several occasions. You have to cultivate friendships in the church. Again, figure all this out so when we come out of COVID, when we're post-COVID, you can hop to it. Get on it. Don't figure it out after that. Life is on pause right now. You got a lot of thinking, a lot of soul searching, a lot of processing. Hey, when I get out of this COVID deal, my goal is to start making some good friends. But in the meantime, I'm going to start texting some people in the church and reach out now. I'm going to start laying these little footsteps, our, our, our building blocks, stepping stones, 
to people in the church because post-COVID, I want them to be some of my best friends. Look at this here, Ecclesiastes 4.12. Though one may be empowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Two strands, three strands. Acts chapter 4 says they got together to pray. Okay? Friends in the church. Acts chapter 6 says they got together to arrange the care for the needy. Okay? They're doing the work of the Lord. They're living a balanced life. Acts 2 and 1 Corinthians 11, they got together for a common meal. Again, these are people that are of the same precious like faith. Acts 14, they got together to testify of the good things that God was doing. 1 Corinthians 14, they got together to edify, to teach, to pray, and to sing. There's something about getting together and having fun with the precious people of God. Why? Because you have the same goals. Your parties are going to be pure and holy. Your vacations are going to be honorable before God. When you're with people that are unholy and ungodly, they bring that element to the circle of your environment. And if we're not careful, we could fall into temptation because that temptation is brought into your circle. But when I'm cultivating friends and acquaintances and dearest friends in the church, I'm trying to balance out my friend life so that we're all striving for the same thing. You see, when I go out with my best friends, no one's going to cuss. No, no one's going to order some brewski off the menu. Yeah, excuse me, can I see your wine menu? No. Because we live a godly, holy life. When, when I got my grandkids and I've got, if I've got other uh, friends around me, no, no, I'm not worried about them hearing foul language. I'm not worried about some inappropriate thing coming on the screen because we're living the same common life trying to please God. And so what they do and what maybe I do to them, I bring an element of encouragement of a godly influence. It works the same way with ungodly situations. You put yourself in that environment and you're going to be tempted by that ungodly spirit. That's why we don't go order sodas at the bar. That's why we don't order cheeseburgers at a tavern. I go to a restaurant, I go to a hamburger place, I go to In-N-Out. But I don't go to some dark dive pool hall to order french fries. Because the environment, the conversations aren't conducive to godly ears. What am I saying? I'm help, trying to help us live a godly life. Surround yourself with people so that the things of God are common and you will be less tempted. Oh, someone shout amen. Mm, that's good teaching. Sister Lisa, thank you. Sister Jessica, Brother Tony, Sister Stella Gillens. God bless you guys. Okay, number five. I'm getting close to being done. Invest time and energy into the work of God. Balance life. Invest time. Always make time for the things that you can do for God. Because this is what I know. We make time already for the things that we feel that are important. Mm, that needs to set in and resonate for a minute. We always make time. We always find time for the things we feel are important. So if you're saying, I don't have time to serve at the church, you're kind of saying it's not important to you. If you're saying, I don't have time 
to take Billy to the youth outing, it's kind of not important to you because you find time to do things that you like to do. We all do. I do the same thing, okay? I'm not saying anything condescending or derogatory. We find time to do things that we think are important. And so I think serving God's important. So I find time to serve God. I think studying is important. I find time to study. I think living for God in a balanced life with my family is important. So I do everything I can to create that environment so that my family can live in my strip stream and live for God without distractions that I've brought in. Hello, somebody. Mm. So again, we find things. God bless you, Sister Vanessa. We find things that are important and we do them. So, yes, I'm saying if these things of God are secondary to you, you've got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, are they important to me to move them up to on the front row? Are they a part of the life I'm trying to live to move me up? Okay, let me move on. Here's my question. Okay, let me help you. I'm going to close. I'm done almost. What things are you making time for? Let's see. I'm, okay, you want to ask me? Oh, you, maybe you're thinking, well, Pastor, what, time, what do you make time for? <laughs> okay, I make time to hang out with my wife. I make time to exercise. Why? Because my health's important because I'm a diabetic. I make time to get some pedal time in. God bless your brother, Renee. I make time to go see my family, my kids. I make time to see my grandkids. I make time to go to conferences so I can be fed spiritually. I make time to follow up on you guys. Nah, because you're important to me. I, there could be times that I'm texting, checking on you, blessing you, when maybe I'm at the bottom of the totem pole with life. But you're never going to know. You know why? Because you are important to me, and I make time for that. What am I saying? We make time for what we think is important. Amen, amen. The things of God need to be a consistent part of our weekly activities. Sister Marie, God bless you. The things of God. And again, COVID's a little different, so don't hold me to that. Literally verbatim. But we need to be consistent. And this will help ensure that our lives at church are properly balanced. We have to connect weekly. My friend, listen to me. If you're a part of our church, you should be, you ought to be, you need to be watching our streaming twice a week. That's a very little dosage of spiritual Holy Ghost. It's not really probably enough medicine. It's almost like a child's dosage. But that's all we can do right now. So you need to make the streaming services important to you so you'll catch them live. Because this is how you're going to be, get fed. Again, one more lesson next week, okay? Next Wednesday. And then 
a week from then, that coming Sunday, next two Sundays, prophetic word from Brother Tim Green, prophetic ministry, and then the two Wednesdays. If you joined us late, let me just wrap up. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm done. I will preach this Sunday a live stream at 9.15 only, 9.15 only. No in-person worship. Okay, I'll be streaming live on Sunday morning. It's not pre-recorded. It's not, we're, not, we're not doing it on Saturday. It's a real live stream. Next Wednesday at this time, tune in, and we will conclude the conclusion of Three Steps to a Balanced Life. Then, August 26th, we will hear a prophetic word from Brother Tim Green, a revivalist, uh, evangelist rather. Then August 29th, he will preach to us again. August 2nd, he will preach to us. August 5th. So after next Wednesday, Brother Green will preach the next four services for us, two Sundays and two Wednesdays, a fresh rhema prophetic word. He's going to record it in Atlanta at his home a couple days before our service, so it's going to be fresh off the altar of God. Send it to Brother Nolan. We're going to tap it into our worship, and you're going to watch him. As, as far as you're concerned, when you see him, it'll look like he's here in our sanctuary, except the background might be a little different because it's his home. But the point is, we'll have worship, we'll have announcements, we'll have offering. I'll introduce Brother Green, and then he'll preach a prophetic word for us for four straight services. And I'm believing God to bring a prophetic moving in your home. And anything that has collected along our lives, the barnacles of COVID-19, that a rushing mighty river or stream will come through and blow off all the barnacles and make us white as snow. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God wash me clean. I am clean. You know that song? I'm expecting Brother Tim Green to hear a prophetic word from God for this. I'm expecting a prophecy. Last Sunday, we had a tongues interpretation, a prophetic word spoken to the church. If you didn't catch it or realize it, it was in the first service. Check the archive, okay? Sister Zuniga, Grandma Rosie gave a prophetic, incredible word from God. Tongues and then the interpretation. Line right up with the Pauline epistles. Completely biblical. A prophetic word. I believe that Brother Green is going to come behind that prophetic word and unction some more prophetic words in our life uh, before his four weeks or four services, rather, are going to conclude. Okay, let's pray. God bless you. Thank you, Lord, for an amazing time together. We thank you for everyone that's tuning into this. Anyone that would watch this later, God, at a later archive broadcast, I pray that the Spirit of God, Lord, the intent of my heart, will minister and inspire someone, God, as we're in this reevaluation as this COVID-19 has put us on pause, that we are lining up the dots. We're doing mid-course corrections. And as the doors open up to a post-COVID environment, that we come out blazing, God, with things in order, settle some issues with you. You've came in through Brother Green with prophetic words, washed all the barnacles and distractions out of our life, and you've got us ready to hear a prophetic word from God. Bless every hearer today. Bless every family. In the name of Jesus, we speak it. And if you believe that and receive it, shout back amen to the screen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll preach to you on Sunday. Have an incredible week. Stay safe out there. We love you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. 
Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.